When Richard asked me to preach today, I was surprised, but not as surprised as I was when he asked me to serve as senior warden last year. I took a, a leap of faith when I said yes to the job, and as he mentioned in The Voice, I spent a lot of time speaking with the clergy and with Tom Keyes, who was the senior warden before me, to learn about what to expect. We spoke about the role that the vestry has in finance and buildings and grounds, parish leadership and representation. We also have a role to act as the liaison between the congregation and the clergy, focusing on communication. But in all of our conversation and planning meetings, oddly, no one thought to bring up to me or to Michael Vonte, our amazing junior warden, the idea that right after we were commissioned in this beautiful space, that we would close the building and we would have a global pandemic on our hands. But as they say, the Lord does indeed work in mysterious ways. I've lived in Denver for 32 years now, and for the past 10, I've lived here and worked for an office whose headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia. I've had supervisors that have lived in Georgia and North Carolina, Ohio, and now Canada. My closest colleagues live thousands of miles away from me, and we see each other physically just a few times a year if we're lucky, either at meetings or on a project. Yet we've learned to rely on one another. We celebrate the ups and downs in our professional and our personal lives. Um, we pick up the slack if one another is ill or overworked. We collaborate on a daily basis. We have faith in one another, you could say. We're creative, and I believe we're as much of a team as if we sat next to one another physically in a space every day. And maybe, maybe that's why I was called to serve this community now. At a time when in order to protect my brothers and sisters in Christ, I need to stay physically distant from them and you. There are things I've learned over the past decade about being there for others in your community. It's easy to walk down the hall and ask someone to grab a cup of coffee or to see someone heading into the lunchroom and invite them to join you for a quick bite on, a way to, on the way to a meeting or when you work in the same office. It's a lot harder if you are three time zones away from someone. My colleagues and I have learned to rely on each other over time by building trust. We do what we say when we will, and when we say we'll do it. I talk about this here because it's become clear to me that this is not just relevant in my professional life anymore. In order to have a relationship with someone that you don't see or talk with on a daily or weekly basis, I believe you need to be deliberate. It's hard to be spontaneous and just chat. Yes, I can certainly send a text or send a direct message or a postcard or a note or an email to an older relative or a friend. But in general, I know I need to take some time to plan if and how I'm gonna to get together with someone. Who's gonna set something up? When will we talk? And how will we talk? If I'm lucky, it can be in a park. But maybe we need to set something up over a video call or on the phone. 
I know that in the office, there are plenty of times when I just want to catch up with someone. And we may need to wait a day or two, sometimes longer, and we schedule just an hour for a visit. Over time, this has meant for me, I think, a little, means that I think a little bit more about what I want to say to someone. It means that I try to be fully present when I'm with them. It also means that I focus on what I'm saying and what they're saying and how they're really saying it. It also means that if I'm upset or frustrated, I have some time to think about what it is that's irritated me and how I want to frame that and really how important that is that I really say it or how snappy I want to be when I say it. I believe that we're really all very connected in some way. We're all the same species after all, and we all have an inherent need for human connection. We all feel that. And what I've seen professionally, and now I see mirrored here at St. John's, is that we've spent years building and developing a strong community based on relationships. We heard Katie talking about this in her sermon a couple weeks ago. We have people writing notes and sending cards, making calls, and reaching out to one another. We have our Faith in Action team continuing to connect to the larger community. And Formation works to facilitate knitting groups and prayer groups and Bible studies and book clubs. We have people hosting Community Without the Commute events. And this fall, we'll have Wednesday evening offerings again. Broderick Smile High Theology will be back. And coffee hours and formation offerings will give us chances to deepen our connections and personal growth. I see it with the vestry and in finance and with the investment committee where we continue to work together and pray together to do the work of this place. I know that each one of us has connections and community members we look out for outside of our St. John's family as well. These relationships bind us together with the larger world. Although I know it feels like forever, it's really only been a few months and we're still learning to expand the ways we connect with one another. And as we do, I hope that St. John's will continue to be a place that shows dignity and respect to everyone, a place that can radiate hope, faith, compassion, care, love, and justice into our larger community. This is not easy. Don't get me wrong, I miss the sound of your voices and I miss seeing your faces on Sunday morning. I miss the physical presence, the energy that no technology will ever replace. But I know that the physical distance does not mean that we can't be emotionally close. Have faith that we'll make it through these trying times together. In our first reading today, Isaiah 56 mentions a house of prayer for all people. Those very words are engraved above the Clarkson Street entrance to St. Martin's Chapel. It was, is, and will be a house of prayer for all people. So before we found ourselves here, it was here. And long after we're on the other side of this pandemic and back together, again, this will still be a house of prayer and it will be your house of prayer, a place loved and dear to all of us. But until that day, I hope we can remember to reach out to one another, to stay in touch, 
to ask support for support if you need it, and to have faith.